The Brandon Peters Show may contain explicit language and detailed plot points. For more information on the show, stay tuned to the end of the episode. Here's Brandon. Welcome back to the old space show. I'm Brandon, and this is Jim. Hello, I'm Jim. I'm taking up old space again. <laughs> this installment of old space show follows our continued episode by episode travelogue through the first season of space 1999 where the moon is knocked out of orbit, wandering through the far reaches of space, the population of its human-built colony hoping to stumble upon a new home. It's the future of the past. (laughs) Today we are talking about the ninth episode, Force of Life. This episode. There's a monster on the ship. This episode. It's Ian McShane. This episode. An energy vampire. This episode. Nukes. This episode. Lots of nukes. A reminder, we are going through the episodes in the fan-preferred production order, not the broadcast order as found on streaming services. So, here we are with Force of Life, written... By Johnny Byrne, who you might remember wrote Matter of Life and Death, the second episode of... Wow. We might be fresh on that one. I don't know. I I vaguely remember it. It was almost like it was just a few moments ago. Just a few moments ago. Though this is the ninth episode of the show, it was the second one to ever air uh, when the series played on television. They jumbled these... This is like the firefly of its time, I guess throwing them randomly out there like how would i don't know how that works but they just i don't think people cared as much in the well maybe it was a when it was in syndication it just got out of order or something yeah. I don't well know. no it, it actually aired this way so they must have had it the whole thing in the can before it went to, to i think oh i think that was an issue with the show selling to america was it was completed and america didn't like that they didn't want to buy something that they couldn't have a say in that's why I had a tough time being sold in America because they didn't want something that was already in the can they wanted hmm. interesting something. yeah this one we get Ian McShane well, for, uh, first of all a blue marble floats <laughs> down to right. Moonbase Alpha right and Victor and and uh, and Koenig are like looking out the window at it like I don't know what that is you know what that is I don't know it's some blue thing floating around I don't know yeah. You, you dick your reading on it? Yeah, sensors don't start showing it up. I guess we'll just look at it. Oh, well. And then they go to Ian McShane, who's playing Johnny Redshirt in this episode. Right. <laughs> and you know he is, because he's starting his day and like down in the reactor room or whatever. His alarm clock goes up. I wanted to, something I wanted to ask, though. He's got an analog alarm clock, you know, analog digital alarm clock, and the computer wakes him up, right? Right. 
the time for you is 15 minutes before your appointment. Why does he need an alarm clock if he has a computer to wake him up? <laughs> He's a hipster. He likes the old tech. He likes that 70s alarm clock thing going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's got a companion played by Gay Hamilton. Uh, what, she was in Barry Lyndon mm-hmm. and uh, plenty other. I mean, she's got a good, pretty good roster of things she's been in. It's so funny that when I, I wrote this, I was like, you know, this guy who plays Anton looks like Ian Machine's younger brother. <laughs> and I looked it up. I'm like, oh, there's a reason for that. It's Ian McShane. It is the Ian McShane. Yeah, this is pre-Lovejoy. The uh, Yeah, we talked about the glow light. Uh, and it freezes everybody in the colony. Everybody except plays freeze tag except Ian McShane. Anton Zoref. <laughs> Zorf, yeah. Zorf, he's got an encounter with it. Nothing seems to be wrong with him by ch- via checkups and whatnot, but something's clearly wrong with him. I wrote in big letters in my notes, it takes a long time for them to realize he's an energy vampire. Right. <laughs> like, this is, this is like life force um, with right. McShane in space. And he, he literally makes this dude freeze up. Well, I, I, first of all, when he gets possessed, I think it's really cool they have a giant atrium and picture windows in their nuclear reactor. Right. I really, I'm sure that really opens up the space. Yes. You know, that makes it a lot more airy than, you know, maybe really keeping nice. it underground or somewhere safe. Right. Also, how much nuclear shit do they have? They already, like, blew up half the moon. Dude, they are loaded with nukes there. They are just. I know. We got another episode coming up where they have a bunch of nukes. Too. It's <laughs> like, damn, are all the nukes here? They hit the unlimited <laughs> nuke code. Yeah, it's but insane. but Ian McShane kind of does the Home Alone face when he gets uh, possessed. It's like he's like a blue light special that came out. Like yeah, the whole room gets like bathed in blue light. He does this like little grabbing his head Home Alone or Kirk, you mm-hmm. know, grabbing his head face and then passes out. And then he wakes yeah. up and he's fine. But then he makes the TV break with his headache. Right, <laughs> something's up with him. It's the, uh, it's the that possessed 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 crew member episode. And there would have been a really good if if, if this were being riffed by like you know riff tracks or MST. There was a really good mm-hmm. moment here where Vic Vic walks into the room and he goes, "I've noticed a massive discharge of energy." And Cody could easily say, "Oh, excuse me, I'm sorry, I had burritos." <laughs> but anyway, I was thinking about that while I was watching. He he stalks a woman and strangles her, and they I love they're using some wicked lenses. In this yeah, episode. a lot of a lot of POV and like yeah, a lot of like strange cinematography. Giving it with like a lot of depth and like almost multi-dimensional work that looks really cool on it. Well, it's like a little bit by little bit. Like first he's at home, he wants the thermostat cranked all the way up. Of and course, his, his girlfriend's like you know whatever. Then he sucks the light out of a lamp, mm-hmm. and there are like more and more sound effects as he gets worse and worse. I do. <laughs> I think it's funny when he kills this woman. The, like computer announces her death like and yeah. is this like the hunger games where like the pff, the cannon goes off when someone oh. dies like oh 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 man dead? i had her at 20 to 1 damn right like <laughs> and now they're like oh well get go get that corpse like that's this is what they kind of happens the team they quickly deduce who's doing this cuz uh um, yeah. eva the the companion of zora confesses to russell that she's scared of him right now and yeah, of course because alan carter's the alpha male on this show he has to save her from zoraf yes uh, later you know no one else can do that because it's alan carter he man pilot this should be my <laughs> show hello i should be the lead of the show one day koenig's gonna leave it's gonna be me it's gonna be, gonna be my show <laughs> it's gonna be the alan carter show <laughs> what's up dr helena russell I'm, hey, baby. Hey, baby. I'm your i'm your destiny <laughs> i'm your density density 
we go to the spa in this yeah. episode. We have a spa scene. Space spa. Where he, he like, Ian McShane, like, sits under a, a heat beam yep. and, like, turns purple and sweats. And then they bust in, like, Koenig and, and a bunch of guys bust in and blast the power, which makes him pass out. Right. They turn off the power, which, like you said, makes him pass out, question yeah. mark. Which we just we find he's just been sucking power from the ship and its crew, basically. Which right, eventually they like find a mainlining from the reactor, and like Carter blows him up. Right, and he's like all charred. He looks like a Kingsford uh, briquette, but he's alive. That was awesome. That, that was, looked cool. That yeah. was really cool, and the eyes were glowy. Um, yeah, yeah, all glowy eyes and stuff. And but, they just but they just stare at him. He's like going to the reactor. He's all burnt up, charred. His eyes are all glowing. Like. Conan, Koenig and Vic are just standing there looking at him. Well, he's going like, oh, look, hey, it's that guy. He's going to the reactor. How about that? Well, there's huh. a funny scene when they were at the spa and he was like oh, yeah. passed out on the ground. And Koenig, like Lando goes to check and like plants like his face on him, just like real, like just gross. Like, I'm like how many takes did they do? <laughs> putting it in my hand on your face. Like, I, I think it's important, though, that if you have a space facility, that you have a spa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and then they they uh they quarantine him and they think like just like tying him to this table in a room with a flashlight in his face is like that's it we got him (laughs) (laughs) and he like problem solved like three seconds later he's out and he terrorizes dr russell and he also kills this other guy by freezing to death and i swear the guy looked almost identical to the first dude he killed they both had like beards were kind of chubby dudes Hmm. and i was like they kill the same guy again but it it called back to that first kill and then yeah he heads to the nuclear power plant burnt to a crisp which looks really cool and then he gets to the section starts shaking and the explosions happen and then it calms down and a light the light comet thing floats away and well first he walks into the reactor like he opens he opens the giant nuclear reactor because you know that's safe and then he just walks right in and like yeah. shuts the door behind him and then floats back out as a little blue bowl, just like he right. started. Russell gives a bedside speech to Eva as they both watch him float away. Now, when everything, now when he turns back up and he, uh, into the blue thing, he blows up. I, uh, there are a lot of Star Trek camera shakes yeah. and explosions here. In fact, this whole episode reminded me, I know we've said in other episodes, it reminds us of 2001 sometimes. This episode in particular reminded me of old school Star Trek. This was the kind gotcha. of like, like yeah, one, yeah. one and done type early Star Trek episode they would have. I mean, they even had an episode with like a vampire who sucks salt, I think, out of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, if I remember correctly, right. Um, so this is very reminiscent for me of like a Star Trek premise as opposed to 2001. Yeah, it was there. It was like a goofy kind of thing, but tried to do it as straight faced as possible. This is this was definitely one of the sillier episodes of the show. And, uh, you know, Ian McShane did the best he could playing a energy vampire possessed mm-hmm. dude, you know, yeah. so. Not many lines, just a lot of. A lot of body. grimacing. Yeah, grimacing and sweating. Look, Looking at lamps until the, the uh, pop, they popped or something. Yeah. Right. All, that, all yeah. that going on. Yeah, it's pretty, I mean, it's pretty straightforward. Cut and dried episode for sure. Yeah, monster on the ship episode kind of, kind of deal. Like, yeah. 
not not a lot to it. Um, I um I really I did, did enjoy though the the running from side to side and the uh, the camera uh, the camera the Dutch angles and stuff. Yeah, I like the camera work in this one quite a bit. Like that's what helped it over a hump for me. And there's some was... really fun sound effects too, like way distorted guitar and like distorted percussion and stuff as he got more yeah. and more evil almost like buzz synth noises and stuff it was really the audio was really cool yeah this is the kind of one that you would like stick in the schedule that air around maybe like halloween or something yep a little bit of this plus it, it really had nothing to do with the overall continuity of them trying to find a new home or whatever it just, no like, it was like, like bottle, said, it was a, yeah bottle, bottle episode. episode kind of all of them are bottle episodes they never leave the day oh uh, yeah that's true they're kind of stuck in the bottle every time but so yeah I'm surprised he didn't say at the beginning, you know, guest, special guest star, Ian McShane. But I guess by that time, he hadn't really made his bones. So. He was one of the ITV day players, probably, at that time, like, on his right. contract. Like, he was moving over to another show at, to go beyond after that, Mid, Midsummer Murders or something like that. Sure. Uh, but, yeah, that's Force of Life. So, yeah. May the Force of Life be with you. May the Force of Life be with you. So that'll do it for another Moon Buggy Adventure. Till next time, Jim, what is going with you in the wild world of HHWLOD? Well, uh, HHWLOD.com, we're back on the track with the Walking Dead TV podcast covering uh, Fear of the Walking Dead and Walking Dead World Beyond right now on a weekly basis. And also on a weekly basis, so you catch me on Nothing's On at the Taylor Network Podcast.com or wherever your fine podcasts are sold. And you can find my written work at whysoblue.com. And I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Brandon4KUHD. There's more from the Brandon Peters Show this week, but from Old Space. Moonbase Alpha out. Thank you for listening. The Brandon Peters Show is a Creative Zombie Studios production. Produced by Brad Shoemaker and Brandon Peters. Written and edited by Brandon Peters. Announcer vocals by Jessica Olsman. Theme song by Metavari. Web design and show art by Brad Shoemaker with Brandon Peters. All music and clips featured in the episode are property of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. Additional information on this and other episodes at thebrandonpetershow.com. For any inquiries, press opportunities, or sponsorship, contact mail at thebrandonpetershow.com. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere podcasts are found. 